This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. Welcome, and I want to talk today about Advent. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're part of Cornerstone Church, you know that we are kind of beginning our celebration of Advent in this Christmas season. And I wanted to slow down today to actually talk a little bit about Advent. Here's the reason. I didn't grow up ever using the word Advent. Um, it was new to me. I don't even know that I really understood fully what we were talking about into my 30s, even though I grew up my whole life in church, because I didn't grow up as part of a church that used any sort of liturgical calendar or really celebrated any sort of the traditional kind of church seasons and festivals. And while these seasons, festivals such as Advent, are dictated by Scripture, They have been a part of Christian tradition for some time, and I think there's some reason to use them in our lives. So I just want to do a little reflection on what is Advent, how does it work, why do we do it, and maybe just a couple ideas for you to think about as you consider celebrating yourself or with your family. So first off, what is Advent? The word Advent means coming. It's it's a Latin word, and it's looking at for primarily, it, you, you got to think of Advent, the coming of this as looking back at the coming of Christ, looking forward to the second Advent, the, the return of Christ and setting up his kingdom in the new heavens and new earth. And then maybe a third coming that someone will talk about is the invitation to come daily into my heart and into my life, Lord Jesus. Advent is a way for us to invite Jesus, to anticipate his coming. So we imaginatively kind of look backwards to what those anticipating the first coming of the Messiah would have felt like. What would Mary have felt like? What would the shepherds have felt like seeing the singing of glory to God on the highest? We look backwards. Secondly, we look forward. And I think this is so important. The first coming, just simply looking backward at the Christmas tradition, is not the full point of Advent. Advent is a season where we not just look backward, we look forward. As often as we look back to the manger, we look forward to his coming in power, to rule and to reign. And then we look inward. There's that old Christmas hymn that ends, Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there's room in my heart for thee. That's kind of Advent isn't daily invitation. Jesus, come and be present in my life and in my heart. So Advent is about celebrating the coming of Christ. And traditionally, in the kind of Christian calendar, there's different ways you've put this together in the liturgical calendar, but Advent is the season that leads up to Christmas Day, and it begins four Sundays before December 25th. So, sometimes that might be the last weekend of November. There could be times where the first Sunday in December is the first Sunday of Advent, but it's the four Sundays that lead up to Christmas Day, December 25th. So, this year, it began on Sunday, November 29th. And then we will celebrate it on the four Sundays leading up to, so November 29th, December 6th, December 13th, and December 20th. Those are part of kind of your Advent season. 
that's that's the traditional historical way of doing it. Others will simply uh, celebrate the whole of the month of December. Uh, I don't know that you have a, this is the only way to do it, because Advent is something that we have learned as Christians through the tradition of the history of the church, but it's not dictated by Scripture, okay? So what I mean by that is we don't have chapters and verses that tell us thou must celebrate Advent. So it's not like if a church didn't have Advent on the calendar, they're disobeying Christ. But if we look at the history of how Christian churches have behaved, we know that Advent as a tradition was part of the normal rhythm of life in churches dating at least back to 480 AD. That's where we start to see written out Advent liturgies. Um, So the point is, it starts very, very early. Christians haven't been celebrating this for the last hundred years or so. This goes back well over a thousand years in the history of the Christian church. And while the liturgical calendar, kind of a rhythm of what do you do on the first Sunday of the year, the second, the fourth Sunday before Christmas, while that is not expressly taught to us in Scripture, there's some wisdom for kind of rooting ourselves in these ancient historical practices. They help us in some ways. Now, why? Um, am I drawing attention to that? What what are some of the ways it helps us? Well, here's some reasons for why I think thinking of celebrating Advent, not just saying we're we're preparing for Christmas by, you know, looking at the Walmart ad and picking out our favorite gifts. I think that was like how I grew up celebrating uh, Advent was I wasn't so much preparing room in my heart for Jesus or looking forward to his second coming. I just was really excited about gifts. It was going to be really fun to unwrap those. So, One of the reasons, I think, why Advent could be an important thing for you in kind of a spiritual rhythm of life is you need rhythms and traditions that fight back against the tidal wave of consumer nonsense traditions that we have in America. I mean, friends, think of how much money is spent in the American uh, consumeristic industry um, just on getting you to buy gifts every year. And think of just, we're, we are in this constant habit, not of giving meaningful, lasting gifts, but we just have to give gifts. So we have this tidal wave of push for more and more and more and more, and the invention of nostalgia and all of these sorts of things that are designed in America, not to promote the flourishing of people, but to promote the buying of goods. It, it's become overrun by consumerism. There's all sorts of holidays. I have this phrase my wife and I talk about. I just kind of maybe rant a little bit from time to time in my household about Hallmark made-up holidays. Because it's like the industry of Hallmark greeting cards is making up, you know, I I realize secretaries need to be celebrated, but I don't think that's like a national holiday, you know? We got Secretary's Day and President's Day, and I think it's a fine thing to think about President's Day. We have Columbus Day. We've got, we have all sorts of days. We're just making up days. Well, historically, Christians didn't run their lives by a secular calendar. They ran their lives by a Christian calendar, by a spiritual calendar. And I actually think Advent is maybe a subtle, slow way to fight against getting swept up into just the liturgy of everyday secularism. Now, I said that in a unique way. I said, Everyday life is a liturgy. Liturgies are just, that that means a rhythm or a habit. 
And so in the Christian tradition, we have liturgies, a liturgical calendar, a rhythm to the way the year works that order our lives around spiritual priorities. My suggestion is that all the time you are being formed by the habits and practices that you engage in. And if you're just going with the flow of society, some people be like, well, it's not like I'm doing anything negative or positive. I think that's the wrong way to think about it. Going with the flow is basically just walking to the beat of the liturgy of secular society. I'm just going along with the flow of what I'm told on TV and by my calendar to do. Well, why is that necessarily good for you? So what I I think Advent does is it invites us to kind of do this subversive Christian rebellion that remembers we are part of a different kingdom. We are citizens of a different country. And so we don't necessarily go along with the liturgy of tidal-waved consumer nonsense. Christmas isn't just about spending, it's about Christ. It's about looking to his coming, looking backward and looking forward. So celebrating Advent is just a little way for you as a person or as a family to fight against the tidal wave of non-spiritual nonsense. It's also an opportunity for you, secondly, to wait on Christ. Advent is a waiting for the coming of Christ. It's a reminder that as God's people, we're still awaiting people. We're looking forward to the day when our master will return, and we want to be ready for him. It's a chance to consciously think, all of my life is to be lived with the idea that Jesus is coming again. I think Advent invites us to look forward to the second coming in a way that forces us to learn how to wait on Christ in life to remember that life is not just about what I accomplish tomorrow. I'm living in light of eternity. Advent gives you a reason to slow down and to wait. So, Advent, just to summarize, is a historical Christian tradition that dates back at least to the 4th century. It goes way back in Christian history. And it's a way that Christians have self-consciously, on every Sunday leading up to Christmas and on the days between, slowed down to remind themselves they don't just participate in the traditions of a secular society. They are people of the kingdom of God, and they are to wait for the coming of Christ. By looking back to his first coming, we are preparing ourselves to receive him at his second coming. So, that's kind of the what and the why of Advent. So, how do you celebrate this? And I'm just going to tell you right at first, I am not an Advent expert. I didn't grow up doing this. This wasn't the rhythm of our household growing up. And so for some people, they have elaborate traditions. And some people have, you know, they light an Advent candle, one for, you know, hope, faith, love, things like that. Other people have Advent wreaths. Some people have an Advent uh, calendar that they're using each day of the Advent year. I heard somebody had Advent blocks. I don't even understand what that is. So, My point is this, many people have far more elaborate and deeply spiritual rituals than I do. I'm not a person who is like a, I'm not really a mystic in my soul, but I do think that traditions can be rooting and helpful. And so here, if if you're not as elaborately developed, or maybe this is the first time you've even thought about talking about Advent or celebrating Advent, let me give you three things to think about that can help you out. The first is choose something to read every day leading up to Christmas. So 
this year at Cornerstone, we gave away a book to all of our members. It's called The Christmas We Didn't Expect by David Mathis. It is just a simple three to five page reading that you can do every day leading up to Christmas. It's a way to remind yourself self-consciously of Christ's coming, his first coming, and looking forward to his second coming. That reading is just a little tool. It's not, again, it's not scripture, but there's scripture in it, and it's just a simple way to slow down and remember every day. So, whether you're using that book, uh, The Christmas We Didn't Expect, for parents, I know our Cornerstone Kids Ministry sent out an email newsletter to all of our parents with a list of like some really helpful little Advent books and resources for parents and for families, especially if you have young kids, to help them every day to just slow down and remember Jesus, to not just celebrate Christmas as a consumer holiday, but to look to the birth and the second coming of Christ. Here's my admonition. Do something where you do a different sort of reading that you would normally do, a different sort of Advent meditation, a different way to set your day up. So for me, I'm just doing a five-minute reading every night at dinner, or if it's going to be breakfast with my family together, something where our whole family just reads that together out loud each day. So there's one way to celebrate Advent is every day um, have an Advent reading, second tradition of Advent. Um, Every day, intentionally, after you've done that reading, set aside some time to wait on God in prayer. I try to do some different things of praying during Advent, even just self-consciously ending my prayers throughout this season saying, Lord Jesus, come, we're waiting for you. That just reminds me to look beyond the moment to the second coming of Christ. I think that's a very powerful habit. So read some sort of simple Advent book or reading. Pray. And in your prayers, just self-consciously think. Like even think of the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. That's an Advent prayer. I'm praying, God, it's not that way. Jesus, would you come back? Would you make all things new? Would you let your kingdom come and your will be done right now? Come back, Jesus. Set that up. I'm looking for you. Pray that way in the season of Advent. So read, pray, and then thirdly, sing. That's right, singing. I know Christmas, even if you're just simply in the sentimental nostalgia of the Christmas time, is about singing. Kids do Christmas programs, and they dress up in crushed velvet, and they sing in front of the church. And and everybody, you know it, I know it, you get up to the month of December at church, and you're thinking, boy, we better start singing some Christmas carols. Why? Because that's not just pure sentimentality, that is actually an intentional choice to remember the coming of Christ and look forward to his second coming. I've even talked about this with Joy to the World. The Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, it's it's not really a first coming hymn. So why do we sing it in the season of Advent? Well, the answer is because Advent is not simply looking back to the manger, it's looking forward to the coming of Christ. And so joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. That's a call for us to be ready, to prepare him room for when he will come again. Music can be part of preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ. And so special music is something that should characterize the Advent season. Now, let me give you a little admonition here. 
if you go and you talk to your Alexa at your house and you tell her to play Christmas music, she is likely to play you Bing Crosby and rocking around the Christmas tree. In other words, she'll play you secular sentimental Christmas songs, but not songs that are actually about Christ, not songs that are looking to his coming. So, intentionally, when you're playing Christmas music, let me give you a task here. Build a playlist of Jesus-focused Christmas music. Don't just play. I'm not saying, like, have yourself a merry little Christmas is a fine little song, but it's not about Jesus. And Advent is about Jesus. And so, as a Christian, we intentionally are focusing our hearts on Him. So, let your music not just sweep you up into a Santa Claus festival sentimentality, but sweep you up into a spiritual worship of Christ. So, read, pray, sing. If you thought of those three things as kind of daily and weekly rhythms for the Advent season and just tried to do something intentional about those, read, pray, and sing, I think it would just be a new way for you to celebrate Christmas, where you're not just looking to consumerism, but looking to Christ. And let me give me a fourth kind of bonus category. Read, pray, sing. Here's the fourth bonus. Decorate. Okay, now, look, I'm going to acknowledge this. I'm not like, um, I'm not a big Christmas decorator. I'll just say it that way. We got some natural garland, and the first thought I had was, that is really going to make a mess. I mean, and it has, it has. Evergreen leaves, I don't even know if they call them leaves, evergreen foliage is now not just decorating my house, it's it's embedded in my floor and in my carpet because I'm so thankful for garland that drops evergreen leaves everywhere. I don't know if there's a way to prevent that. If so, um, tell my wife because I, I wouldn't really remember it anyways. I'm not into decorating, okay? I'm not a big decorator, but listen, there is something about putting up a physical symbol that helps to remind us of things. So, a Christmas tree, maybe it's some families have used for Advent a special ornament that you put on a Christmas tree, or they have an Advent tree where every day of the season there's something new that goes on there. Even those Advent blocks that I talked about. Are, so I, I heard from some family, the Hordens, who they wrap up a book that's like a Christmas or an Advent book, and every day they unwrap one of those books and they, they read it together. Again, decorating. That What I mean is choosing some sort of physical symbol to help remind you of the spiritual reality of the season. I think that can be really powerful. I think it's a simple way to prepare our hearts for Christ. So, read, pray, sing, and bonus points, you can do some decorating as well. All of this, here is my core admonition. This Christmas season, don't just get swept along into the consumer, sentimental liturgy of a secular world. Slow down and celebrate Advent. Intentionally, intentionally celebrate the first coming of Christ, where he came as a babe in a manger. Look forward to the second coming of Christ, where he will come again as king over all. And daily, invite him to come into your life, to be your Lord, your king, and your guide throughout the day. Prepare him room not just in a Christmas service out there in the future, but daily in your heart in the season of Advent. Look to the coming of Christ.